We're back again with Ray Schneitschuvel, your general counsel, and today we're going to talk about leads. You're listening to the Compliance Insiders with Roger Fendelman, where you can hear the best and brightest experts in the mortgage industry discuss compliance and technology issues that affect you. It's all you need to know in 10 minutes or less. Ray, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me again. So we were just talking about loan officers. They do transition from lender to lender, and an issue comes up from time to time with the leads that they have. There have been instances where loan officers take leads from one lender and continue them on with another, and that can create some issues. So I thought it was actually a really interesting discussion, and your take on it was spot on. So from your perspective, what, what is the issue about loan officers transitioning, taking leads with them? Well, thank you, Roger. I mean, it, it's a loaded question, of course, but the underlying theme is, is you have loan officers. Their job is to have borrowers, is to make connections, to make relationships with borrowers over the course of years, over the course of certainly their career. So what ends up happening is loan officers will transition. That happens a lot, particularly more in call centers than, than the shops, where, for example, where they deal with realtors and boots on the ground kind of thing, but they will transition. And so the question that often comes across to us of, of lawyers and mortgage companies is, you know, who owns the lead? So if a loan officer goes, can he print out his lead sheet that he had for the last two years here and take it with him? Or does he have to start from scratch? And, you know, I think the short answer, and of course, as a counsel to a company, I think my answer would be it belongs to the company as a general rule. I think there might be exceptions to that. I think depending how long they've had it, perhaps, you know, there's no legal conclusions. I will tell you, I think there have been small court cases, meaning you're not going to see Supreme Court or appellate court on this, but I think they lean towards the leads generally are going to be something that's proprietary information to the lender. And as a result, others can't take it with them, including loan officers. So that begs the question as to who owns it. Or, I think that could fall in the question, but I think it leans more towards it's, it belongs to the lender and not to the loan officer. Right. General principle is the lender owns the lead. But then when you get into the nitty gritty, it's really a fact-based question almost every time, isn't it? Because it depends on lots of things. It depends on whether the lead was provided originally by the lender versus a loan officer that works in a small branch in an office in a town who has connections to the community. Yeah, I would agree. I think very, very fact-specific, not just by channel, but by each individual case with the loan officer. I would say you're right. I mean, if you had fact pattern where the loan officer showed up at a company and he had leads that he generated for 20 years and he's had it in the past, does it mean he owns them? Again, we don't really know, but it makes a good cause that maybe he does or he has maybe some control over it. In comparison, where you have leads that are paid for by the lender to generate, either by advertisement or lead generator, and it goes to a direct call center, it might be a little bit different. So I think those are the kind of things you need to take a look at and find out precisely who should be owning it, or more importantly, what level of control does a loan officer have when he transitions to another company? And so how does a situation like this arise? How does something like this come across the general counsel's desk? All of a sudden, there's an issue because a loan officer is being accused of something. Is this how it starts? Yeah, it comes from whatever side you're on. You might find a lender will be on both sides of the case, depending on what month it is. But as a general rule, if they're going to find something in their shop when somebody who has left and went somewhere else, you might get a sense that borrowers in the pipeline are transitioning over, something like that. And that becomes an issue and bubbles up. And then you have to figure out what to do with that. The other side, of course, could be you'll get contacted by the prior employer's counselor or company, and they'll let you know that we suspect something's going on. 
that's how you're going to know, and one way or the other. Uh, so somehow you get noticed. The question is, how do you respond to that? And I think that's the important part. And so how we solve these problems is really more about having a communication with one lender or the other to find out what's really going on and finding what the solution is. You know, you can do that various ways. One is you have a simple phone call, casual call, because you know somebody there and say, is this going on? Can you check into it? Or you go on the other side and suddenly you're slapped with a lawsuit or you sue somebody. There's different ways you want to approach it. My experience is typically the casual way is better um, in light of everything. But again, no situation is perfect. This is very fact-specific, so it might depend. I think what's important, too, is when you have these situations is what do you do with the loan officers and the employees? And I think it's important to let them know what the requirements are as they come in as new employees. Please don't bring anything that is not ours. And when they should you ever leave, please take nothing that's not yours. And so I think the setting expectations for loan officers is also important. So, you know, approaching it is all a matter of expectation by the employees or do you set with the employees and how you engage the other lenders, depending what side you're on. But it's still, in my opinion, the easier approach is best. So having a policy against any type of activity such as this, taking leads from a former employer is important. And then, of course, following up on that, if you have any suspicions that that's actually happening. From the loan officer's perspective, I can imagine they need to eat. And we had talked about the issue of a loan officer who switches companies might have a high level of excitement beginning a new role, being with a new team, and they want to, like you said, hit the ground running. And what if they already have some leads in the pipeline, how to handle those issues? But all of that has to be balanced against the issue of ethics and fraud. I would agree. I mean, I think every employee knows that there's a policy procedures out there for a lot of things. And sometimes, you know, okay, maybe law officers forget, but at the end of the day, they should know that they shouldn't be taking that with them. I don't know that they're actually per se being nefarious in what they do. I think it goes back to, look, there might be a different situation where the loan officer goes and happens to mention before he leaves to one borrower, I'm going over here, it's a new company, et cetera, and he goes there and he's got that lead. Even technically, maybe that's wrong, but that's one lead. If they're actually actively printing out the 100 and 200 leads or borrowers that they had in the, in the one or two years that they were here with the expectation of calling them, that's a little bit different. I mean, so not that it matters and maybe in some how you approach these things. I think it's how you resolve them. It might have an impact. But insofar as the seriousness of what you take it initially, it's always the same. Something happened, could be very serious, so you look into it. My point is that just because a loan officer is suspected of having taken a lead or some leads doesn't mean that he's a bad actor per se, right? I mean, it may have been by accident, may have been fortuitous, or he printed, you know, like I said, 200 leads and, and walked off with it. That's a big issue. So right away, you don't want to cast too much judgment. But yeah, that's kind of how it works. It's always coming down to the same thing. It's a fact-based matter that has to be handled individually. And one of the issues is that if it's one lead that I guess slipped through the cracks, then I guess that's fine and that's the way it goes. If, however, the loan officer, like you said, brought in a lead sheet containing 200 names, not only is that dishonest, not only does that violate company policies, but also raises the specter of dishonesty. What else is this loan officer hiding, which is unwanted scrutiny that I don't think this person would want, nor would the lender? Well, agreed. I mean, I think loan officers have to be smart about what they do and know what they're supposed to be doing and, and what information they can take when they leave. And I think when they print out 200 leads, I think they know what they're doing. But, but each case, it goes back to it. Each case is fact-specific and how you approach it. And it takes time. You know, from my desk, it takes a lot of time to assess these things. We take it very seriously. I think you balance it with, you know, you're dealing with people on the other end. Even if they went into another company, is the idea for me suing them for one lead, does that make sense? It's a burden on their life. Is it worth it for one lead? Which still might be right, but just because you're right doesn't mean you take certain action. On the other hand, if they took a lot of leads, who knows? Maybe you're more likely to say, we're, we're going to pursue it. 
So these are real case kind of fact specific, but yeah, that's kind of how it works. Ray, thanks for being here again. Look forward to having you on again to talk about another issue. And uh, I think you had some really great insights here. So thanks so much. Thank you for the time. Are you a compliance insider? Then go to compliancepodcast.com immediately and join our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Got something to say? Request to be on the show. Go to compliancepodcast.com with your topic ideas. And as always, thank you for listening. Ray, this is a great issue. This, Ray, this, uh, Ray, you're a genius. Ray, you're a genius. Everything you say is just thank you. Amazing. I, I can't even get over how dumbfounded I'm. Speechless <laughs> at um, at all of your pontifications. Of course. Well, I have that effect on people. <laughs> God, you better add all that out. But I'm nope. Not going to happen. <laughs>